This time last year, it was the uprising in Libya that was grabbing all the headlines. And one of the most intriguing figures in that uprising has to be Abdel Hakim Belhaj. He's now a senior member of the new Libyan government. During the revolution, he was a rebel leader, helping to drive Muammar Gaddafi out of power last August. Before that, Belhaj spent six years in Gaddafi's prisons, where he says he was tortured. How he wound up there is now the subject of a lawsuit against the British government. In the suit, Belhaj says U.S. and British intelligence agencies had a hand in his detention and exile and subsequent rendition back to Libya. Reporter Ian Cobain says Abdel Hakim Belhaj has a strong case. Cobain writes for Britain's Guardian newspaper and has been following the case closely. Belhaj is one of the leading members of the Libyan Islamic Fighting Group, which was um, an Islamist organization formed in around about 1990 with the aim of overthrowing the Gaddafi regime by force. By 2004, he and his wife, Fatima Bucha, were living in exile in the Far East and had asked the British if they could come and seek asylum in the UK. This is as unusual as it may seem because in the 1990s, a great many members of this organisation, the Libyan Islamic Fighting Group, did indeed live in London and were allowed to settle in the UK. So Belhaj and his wife were seeking asylum in the UK. Your recent account of Belhaj's story in The Guardian begins, though, with a description of what Fatima Bouchard, then four and a half months pregnant, endured during this arrest and detention with her husband. What did happen? Well, they were told that they would be permitted to travel to the UK and were allowed to get onto a British Airways airplane in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, which was going to London. The plane stopped off in Bangkok. And while they were in Bangkok, they say they were detained. I say they say that this is the case, but nobody's really disputing it. They they were detained in, in Bangkok and after being held there for a few days, were then flown to Tripoli. Bell Hard says that he was tortured while he was in Bangkok. He says he was tortured by Americans in Bangkok. And then when he was flown to Tripoli, he was tortured again by, by Libyans, by Colonel Gaddafi's security services. His wife, who was four and a half months pregnant, say that she spent several days in Bangkok chained to a wall. She wasn't chained upright. She was allowed to sit down. But mm. she says she was chained to a wall. And after around five days, she was taped to a stretcher, taped from head to toe to be put aboard this plane that then flew to Tripoli. Now, if the UK had at one point a a favourable view of Belhaj, why did this happen? Uh, It's clear that the British were very, very keen to repair relations with the Gaddafi government. There were economic benefits and the British oil companies were able to access that country's oil and gas reserves. Also, of course, Gaddafi dismantled his WND programme. And that is a decision he took following the invasion of Iraq. Now, if you remember in early 2004, the invasion of Iraq wasn't going too well. The insurgency was gathering pace. And it was very useful for those countries that participated in the invasion to be able to point to positive benefits. And one of the positive benefits was being able to turn around the Gaddafi government, ensuring that it no longer had the WMD program, that Western oil companies could get in there and access those reserves. So as part of this process of repairing one's relationship with the Gaddafi government, it seems that these people, Belhaj and his wife, and another family, another man and his wife and four children, who were opponents of Gaddafi, were just handed over as gifts, it seems. Are you saying it was kind of a quid pro quo? It seems that way. It also seems that it had other benefits as well, in that the courts in the UK had recently ruled that the Libyan Islamic Fighting Group had no connection with al-Qaeda. And once Belhaj and this other man were detained in Tripoli, they say that they were tortured 
and we're told, look, things will go better for you if you say that your organisation is connected with al-Qaeda. And if the courts were being told that there was evidence that the Libyan Islamic Fighting Group and al-Qaeda were connected, then it meant that more of the group's members in the UK could be detained. So his wife was held in a Libyan jail for practically until the end of her pregnancy in Belhaj for six years. Um, how solid is the evidence that all of this did, in fact, take place? The evidence seems pretty solid. In September last year, a researcher with Human Rights Watch found the offices of Musa Kusa, Gaddafi's foreign minister, and before that, for many years, the head of his intelligence organizations. And inside the office, he came across file after file of correspondences and faxes, communications with different intelligence organizations, the CIA and MI6. And the documents showed very clearly that the British had provided the intelligence that led to Belharge and his wife being detained at Bangkok. The head of counterterrorism at MI6 at that time, a man called Mark Ellen, wrote a letter and signed a letter in which he said he congratulated Musa Kusa on the arrival of, of his enemy in Tripoli and said, don't forget that the intelligence that allowed you to grab him came from us. So whatever he says, we want to hear about it. Now, that's, that's a smoking gun, which couldn't be clear, really. The evidence is there, and that's the reason why in our dealings with the British government, the Guardian's been told by individuals who speak on the condition of anonymity that, that they make it quite clear, yes, it's, essentially this is true, this is what we did, and this is what we were asked to do by government ministers. The dispute now is who is responsible, who authorised it, because the Prime Minister of the day, Tony Blair, and his Foreign Secretary, Jack Straw, have both said that they couldn't know everything that MI6 was, was up to. MI6, on the other hand, the head of MI6 at the time, Sir Richard Dealove, has very publicly said, oh, yes, you did. Everything we did vis-a-vis the Libyans was authorised by government ministers. Tony Blair, incidentally, has slightly changed his position just in the last few days. He's been asked about this again. And instead of implying that MI6 was not under direct ministerial control, what he's said is that he has no recollection of these events. So Fatima Bouchar and Abdel Hakim Belhaj are now suing the British security services. What would it mean for the UK justice system if Belhaj and Bouchar are successful in their lawsuits? I don't think that there's much doubt that they won't be. They will be successful Mm. because they have a wealth of evidence to show that the British government was involved in what happened to them. And the British government's going to have to settle this. They're going to have to settle out of court if they can. It will cost an awful lot of money. Um, The British government's facing dozens of similar claims at the moment. A a number of men who were detained in Guantanamo for a number of years and Mm. questioned by British officials whilst in Guantanamo have already successfully sued the British government. The British government paid out um, millions of pounds already. The current government is proposing a change in the law to ensure that uh, future litigation brought by victims of rendition can be heard only in secret so that the press and the public can't get into court and find out the details of what happens when these allegations face judicial scrutiny. Also, of course, there's a criminal investigation underway. Scotland Yard is currently investigating what happened to Bell Hodge and his wife with a view to bringing criminal charges. So it's not just a civil matter. There's also the possibility of there being criminal proceedings arising out of this. The Guardian newspaper's Ian Cobain in London. He's been writing about the case of Abdel Hakim Belhaj and his wife, Fatima Bouchar. Ian, thanks a lot. My pleasure.